Welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak here until 8 o'clock tonight with you. Coach Nagy here into the bottom of the hour, and then offensive coordinator Bill Laser joins the program here at 7.30. Good evening, Matt. Uh, how you holding up? And uh, early morning arrival from Green Bay after a promising start. That 24-point second quarter certainly was uh, an eye-opener, only to have the Packers get the win uh, with a 24-unanswered uh, performance on their own to get the victory uh, overall you touched on it tail of two halves that's one part of the story what else did you see on tape yeah that was the biggest thing Jeff is um, having a tail of two halves uh, our guys understanding the significance of coming out and starting fast in that third quarter and then finishing in the fourth quarter and <clears throat> you know we didn't do that so uh, against a good football team they're going to make you pay they did that right away um, with the the touchdown drive there to start the third uh, the the sack strip sack fumble that we had, and then they they came right back with the the throw to the halfback for the touchdown. So then we had to recover, and I felt like even in that point, you know, offensively being able to kind of flip the field, and uh, if you do end up punting, you flip the field, and we just weren't able to do that, and not we weren't able to get that ground game going in the in the third and fourth quarter, and so we kind of became one dimensional, and that's where you got to be really. Really, 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 really good with those uh, tackles on the edge. You got to help out with chips and slams and get guys open. And, you know, it just we just didn't do enough in the end, obviously. You know, we talk about it all the time against great teams and certainly the one you're familiar with in Green Bay about the, you know, you really can't have many stubs of the toe, so to speak. Uh, do you think that when it starts happening, even though there was success the first half, you go into the locker room, I'm sure it was all jazzed up, that once they start happening again, because these guys have touched the stove when it's hot and burned their finger, do you think, oh, God, here we go again? Is some of that sneak in at times to your team? Well, it's a good question. Um, I, if I answered that any other way, you'd say, well, it did yesterday. It, it snuck <laughs> in and we couldn't recover, you know. So, um, But our, our guys, you could just sense it on the sideline that e even though that was happening, there was guys that were trying to stay positive. You know, it wasn't pointing fingers. It wasn't trying to, to blame. Everyone was staying positive. They were trying to pick each other up and, and somebody was trying to go out and make a play. And so you felt that effort to the final snap yesterday. It just was too much for us in the end. And um, that's something that Aaron and that team has been doing for a long time. And, um, you know, we weren't able to change that yesterday. You rarely start with special teams in our conversations here, but we have to because it was a spectacular performance in any respect here. Both phases of the return game, 97 for the touchdown, 34 on punt return, 42-40 the kick return uh, that uh, would have been uh, that's a 40 yarder when it goes out of bounds and there were other things that happened uh, overall uh, summarize what what went on in special teams because it gave you great field position and points yeah that was huge it's almost like getting a turnover you know and, and so we talked about it all week long was we we really felt like we could get big returns in the return game via kickoff or punt return and it's nice to have when um when you talk about it all week and then it comes to fruition and the guys make it happen and they execute and it was beautiful to be able to see 90 or uh, to be able to see 17 have that 97 yard punt return uh that's special and what's special about that punt return is you could just feel it it was one block after the other and then it was just speed down the sideline and finishing with the touchdown so it's an energy booster uh you feel it it picks you up on the sideline i thought 17 had a hell of a game you were able to take advantage of some muffs, too, in the punt game. Uh, the Kindle Vador running out of bounds. Uh, apparently, that was on his own, according to the referee. After further review of it, do you, do you still maintain that happened there? 
again, that's one of those calls that, in my opinion, is is very very gray and happens, you know, throughout the uh, the league all the time. And so it's it's becomes you know subjective. And and he thought that that was what happens, and that's why he called the flag. Could have been a real big moment, though. No question about it for the Bears. The onside kick of beauty as well. You had the Herbert recovery. And uh, a guy that, uh, you know, had 97 yards on the ground in his first meeting against the Packers, getting it done in the kick return game. Uh, and he's willing to do just about anything, isn't he? Because uh, he shows up some way, somehow, no matter what he's doing. He does. He's special. He's a special rookie. He can do a lot of different things. You love his mentality. Um, a lot of yards after contact. And there was even some ones that he didn't have great or have a lot of huge production on the return, but yet you still felt it with broken tackles. You might get three or four or five extra yards. So he's a really good player, and he's going to have a bright future. Injuries piled up a little bit yesterday, Matt. Uh, so tell us about DHC. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, he, he went in to make a tackle, and you could see he got hit on his forearm. And so uh, he he does have the, uh, the, the broken forearm, and it's going to require surgery, and he'll be put on IR. But... You know, you just you just love players like him that are so integral to the, the special teams to be able to do things on defense. And he's been here a long time. And sometimes uh, they're quote unquote role players, but he's a he's a phenomenal player, and you just love his effort. And we wish him the best. Speaking of effort, so James Daniels makes a great block, throws his guy down to the ground, punishes him a little bit, rolls up on Jason Peters, and and you saw that you flinch because Peters is stalemating his guy, and those things do happen. Unfortunately, uh, he's probably had that more than a time or two in his 7,000-plus snaps in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm sure it's happened a lot, and it is unfortunate because it's just uh, it's part of being in the trenches there. And, you know, it's he ended up getting it rolled up on, and he's a, he's a tough dude, and he was on the sideline. And um, I know he was in pain, but we'll continue to, to monitor that and see where he's at and keep our fingers crossed. Left-hand contusion for Justin Fields. You're feeling optimistic about that. Are you optimistic as well for Roquan Smith, or does another hamstring tug uh, concern you here in a short time frame? I do feel optimistic about Roquan, I think. Um, but I but I also don't want to put you know anything on him, on him without getting through the week and just kind of seeing where it's at. You know, those uh, – there's hamstrings and soft tissues you got to be real careful of, and that's kind of where, where we're at with him. Uh, others, Kairos Tonga, uh, Andy Dalton still working through some swelling and pain in his hand. Uh, summary there. So with the injury, an opportunity opens up for Tevin Jenkins. I, I can't imagine a more challenging environment with very few snaps as a left tackle in his life, let alone in the National Football League coming off back surgery at Lambeau in a, in a really raucous environment and a raucous game because the bears were clicking to go into the locker room with a halftime lead, uh, kind of summarize his day. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's never easy, but it's, I'm sure it's a game that for the rest of his career, he'll always remember and, and, and know that he can get better from, and we need to be able to help him out as much as we can. He's a great kid. He cares, uh, immensely and he's very, very talented. So, um, that's a part of life as a rookie. Uh, defenses know that. So we as as coaches and as teammates got to help out when needed. And, um, you know, he's going to learn from that. Herquez sends it in the air. Far side of the field. Jakeem Grant retrieves at the two, backs him up. He's in big trouble at the five. Reverses course. Gets blockers at the 10 to the 15, 20, 25, 30. Down the sidelines. And away he goes. 30, 20, 15, 10. End zone, touchdown Bears! Wow!
Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Uh, a lightning. You know, it was shocking to us afterwards, given that Devin Hester and uh, his excellence and, and hopefully a Hall of Fame career, that was the longest punt return in Bears history. I don't know if you knew that, but Jakeem Grant just heard the highlight uh, reverse course and went down the sideline. No, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting to, to hear that. And it's always fun watching him in practice when he catches all those uh, footballs that are, you know, hit to him and the LNOC and, you know, go back and forth with his movement, change of direction. And, you know, to be able to put that into action against these guys, it was a huge spark for us. And again, there was some great blocking too, which is great. He's been talking about it. He says he's going to, he was going to do it somehow, some way, kick return if he had the opportunity or punt return. He's been, uh, his attitude is great. He's a guy who's hungry. Uh, Matt LaFleur even called him a beast and uh, certainly delivered in the passing game too on that uh, shovel uh, off of the uh, uh, jet sweep from uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, he's electric. You know, he's quick, he's fast, he can do a lot of stuff. So we're, we're trying to, you know, get him the football more and let him do some things with the football. And you felt that yesterday. I mean, that that's a game that he'll always remember. Um, he was a big part of being able to help us score points, and uh, we got to keep that going. Let's talk Justin Fields. He, t- he told us after the game he felt about 90% last night. Uh, did take some hits. I think he was hit nine times, but he avoided a bunch more that could have happened. Uh, he had a great day running the football. Uh, overall, how, how would you say his decision-making was, and what did you think of his throws last night? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought that he made some really, really, really good throws, uh, especially out, outside of the pocket on the run. Uh, his decision making when he was outside of the pocket was was phenomenal. He he knew when to tuck the ball, take off and run. He had the one bootleg where he did that with Mooney as a lead blocker, got up and out. He didn't take a lot of extra hits. Uh, I was proud of him for that. Uh, and then within the progression game, you know, in the drop back, three step, five step, seven step, uh, there were some times where you know he had to move his feet, slide left, throw right, slide right, throw left, and and he did a good job. So he he's growing. Um, whenever you throw a pick six. It's not easy to rebound from that, and he did it yesterday coming back with a touchdown pass. Yeah, that was the first thing I said out of my mouth. What's what's the rebound going to be like? And uh, I think he's already given us a, a pretty good sample size of what he is like in those situations. He, he is. I mean, he's done it um, all these games that he's playing, and it's fun because it's consistent. You know, you just feel it. And we were talking to him in between right after the, uh, the pick six and, and the next series, and guys are coming over to him and just – you know, not overdoing it, but taking care of him, and he handled it great, and he showed what he's all about. You know, the throw to Mooney early first quarter, that's the one that, you know, you know he's getting hit. He knows he's getting hit by Kingsley Kiki. He's in his face. He fires it. And as a reflection of that, NFL Next Gen Stats uh, said he was pressured on 19 of 35 dropbacks, nine quarterback hits, hits, but he was 8 of 17 for 122, plus the seven scrambles for 71 yards and four first downs. So, even if the pressure was there with ribs and on at 90%, he still was able to be productive. And that was, that was a killer throw right there. It, it, it was. And again, throughout that game, you know, and that's the NFL. There's not a lot of times where you have a really pretty clean pocket, but for him as a rookie, to be able to see that and make these throws that he's making um, in particular too, when you're down uh, multiple scores and they know you're one dimensional, um, he wasn't forcing throws. I mean, the, he had to pick six, to the flat and the kid made a good play. And then the last pick of the game, you're in kind of desperation mode. And, um, he, you know, he, again, he had to kind of get some stuff in, around his feet. So he kind of had to throw through some guys, but uh, I, I really thought that uh, he was productive and he, he played a, a really good game. 
Uh, the play of Jalen Johnson over the course of the night, uh, he played a physical game uh, with Devontae Adams, a, a guy who can be a physical receiver. He lines up everywhere. Uh, I believe when he was closest to him, 205 uh, only for 19 yards. So uh, uh, what'd you overall think of Jalen? And it's a, it's a second time around now with Devontae. Uh, at times you got to get him in the slot and Jalen, you know, knows that's an adjustment too. Uh, but overall, what'd you think of the second year play? Yeah. You know, he's Jalen is really, he's growing a lot. He's getting to see that, you know, when you have these, I mean, that, that you're, when we're talking about Devontae Adams, we're talking about one of the best receivers in the NFL. So you're going to get challenged and he's going to get catches. I thought Jalen in the first game did an excellent job guarding him. You know, he had that one play at the very end where he had a big play. And then yesterday too, and that's that's going to continue to happen with Jalen. You know, he's a he's a good corner, and he's going to continue to grow. And um, we're going to keep wanting him to to be matched up at times with their best receiver. And so you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but you got to have a short memory as a DB, and and he has that. Four man rush, snap back. Rogers looking to throw. They keep him in the pocket. Pressure coming, and down he goes. Sacked again. Robert Quinn, number thirteen for number ninety four. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets and a custom Bears jersey. One more segment here with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Just heard another Robert Quinn sack. Looks like they credit him with two for the game. We keep talking about every week he's just stacking games in terms of getting pressure on the passer. 14 now in 13 games. An incredible season continues for this uh, veteran player at outside linebacker. Yeah, he's having a heck of a year, and I just – appreciate it and love it because he comes to practice every day and practices the same. What you guys see on game day is what he does in practice. Every snap he's out there. I always got to yell at him and tell him to stay away from the quarterback because he's always trying to get so close. And I appreciate that about him, but it's nice to see him get rewarded and he's helping our defense out. Pressure was really getting there. Second half, they start out, they start pounding AJ Dillon. And that, and that's something you knew they were going to do at some point in that game. Uh, did that take away some of the starch out of the rush? Yeah, and again, they really have been getting him going lately, the last several games. He's a he's a big running back that when he hits when he's going downhill, man, he's tough to bring down. And so they got that going and went down there and scored that that touchdown. And we're gonna continue to do that until you stop it. And then when you want to stop it, then you gotta stop Devontae in that passing game and the, the way they take shots. So um, you know, they got him going. That's a credit to them. All right. Uh, some Degradation at the nickel position because of injuries uh, over the course of the season. So Xavier Crawford uh, had his uh, struggles last night. You put DHC, he gets hurt. Both guys got hurt, actually. And then Eddie Jackson forced to move into the slot. Um, Obviously has uh, experience at that in his college career, if I'm not mistaken. So what do you do? What do you do at this point now at that position? Because it's it's a challenge when these teams uh, uh, mostly of the time put you in that nickel situation. And DHC yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we, we, you know, it's it's a part of this game. You get guys injured and banged up, and um, you know, it's other guys have to step in the roles, and that's what Eddie Jackson did yesterday. I think that's a credit to him that he's able to do that. And again, when you have to do that against Devontae Adams, it's not very easy, you know. But Eddie was able to come in and, and play some of the nickel uh, a little bit in that game, and and so we're going to have to continue to be creative with how we, you know, work through that and and see where we're at, but. Um, that's probably not a team that you want that to happen. Well, and you know, that five-yard slant, uh, he hit it twice inside the five-yard line, the quick slant, one he hit with uh, Lazard on the fourth down, the other to Devontae Adams. You as an offensive mind, 
that's a play that I'd imagine extremely difficult to defend no matter who's throwing the ball, but Rodgers, so decisive and, and quick with his wrist, uh, can flick it in there. Is, is that a challenging play for anybody? It is. It's hard because you, you got to protect for the fade, too, because they can give you the same move, and you can go ahead and uh, they can throw the fade up to you, which they've done a lot as well. So you got to be able to to really um, be ready for for um, whether it is the key route or the slant route or the fade, and they, they were able to take advantage of that. All right. What do you feel you can be in the final four games as a football team? Well, we, we need to win, and there are guys. Um, that's what. That's why you do what you do is to go out there and win, and that's why the, the first half, those first two quarters, we were out there just cutting loose, playing, having fun. You, you could feel it. You felt the energy on the sideline. Um, that's what that's what we need to do is is just keep it simple and um, you know play for each other. Go out there, cut it loose. Um, don't hold back, everybody, and just see what happens. And then another thing on Tevin Jenkins, because your first worry is, okay, how do you make sure that that guy does not lose confidence right away? I know Justin talked about it with us after the game because he was a little down, and he told him, hey, you know, it's, it's your first go-around. Well, we got you. I mean, how, how do you approach it then as a head coach? Yeah, it's the same way. I mean, th- these are um, these young guys, you know, they're, you have some games where – it can just be like, wow, you know, this is the NFL. But at the same point in time, these are the games that you'll remember for the rest of your life because it'll keep you juiced up. It'll keep you going to want to get better and to understand the speed of the game. This is a fast game. It's super fast. And so when you have guys like Kevin and um, Justin that are really dedicated to their art and trying to be great, they'll bounce back, you know, and they'll understand that's not easy. Uh, We try to get them as many reps as we can in practice. But um, sometimes when you're the backup, you don't get as many. So all of a sudden, the lights come on and you're thrown in there. That's different. So that's why, uh, you know, I really have a lot of trust in him. And you're open for a, an alignment discussion with your offensive line coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll work through all that. You know, there's there's just so many little variables that go through, whether it's the health of a player, the different guys that we have on our roster. We're extremely deep uh, at our offensive line. So, We'll go ahead this week and talk through all that and decide what's best for us. Monday Nighter, extra day, back in prime time. Thoughts? Yeah, again, division opponent, uh, you know, another football team that um, this will be the first time we play them this year, this late in the season for the first time. Um, you know, they, they the one thing about them, Jeff, is every game they play has been coming down in the last play of the game. So they're well prepared for that. and we got to have a great week of practice and do everything we can to get the win. All right, man, enjoy your preparation this week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Jeff. See you. Fields with Herbert in the game to his left. Jakeem Grant in motion. He'll take the fly sweep left. Out in front, plenty of blockers. Jakeem Grant, gas 30, 20. Down inside the fires to the end zone. Touchdown, Bears. Jakeem Grant. Select single-game Bears tickets are available. Cheer on the Monsters of the Midway live at Soldier Field this season. Visit chicagobears.com slash tickets for more information. Back on the Bears Coaches Show with our guest this week, Bears Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazor. Uh, just heard the uh, Jakeem Grant touchdown off the fly sweep, the, the shovel ahead uh, from your quarterback, Justin Fields. Uh, really, really becoming a big part of this offense right now. It certainly matched up with what he did in the punt return game. A huge day for number 17. Yeah, I think Jakeem has has uh, proven that that uh, he can be electric out there. He's, you know, and the thing that, that strikes you on game days, he gosh, he plays with a, a ton of confidence, you know. And obviously, I get to I get from from the box, I get to watch him 
feel the punts and play with great confidence. But he, even when we get the ball in his hands on offense, he, he just brings uh, not only explosiveness, uh, but but great confidence. So we're, we're really glad we have him. Love his passion for the game, number one. Uh, just getting to know him on a couple of uh, lengthy interviews and a feature we did on him. Uh, smile on his face. Loves being here. I think he just loves knowing that what he thought was going to be an offensive opportunity in Miami this year it was not going to materialize that way, and I just think he's thankful, and he's he's repaying you guys in a big way. Yeah, we'll keep we'll, we'll he can keep the payments coming. <laughs> we like it. All right, tell us uh, the tale of two halves. That's that seems to be the theme of, of this one with this one with the Packers. Yeah, I thought. <clears throat> excuse me, I thought we were able to we were able to keep them off balance and keep things moving around in the first half. Uh, you know, uh, mixed up the run of the pass, and, and uh, obviously this, this came out at halftime, and 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 uh, had those three and outs. We weren't able to weren't able to, to turn some of the things that we thought maybe could be big plays into big plays. Um, you know, if, if it was obviously we spent a lot of time on it this morning on it, and, and if it was one thing, it would be easy to fix. But we've we've got to do a great job as coaches, just being focused on. As far as how the game went, one of the best things to uh, uh, to come back with, and obviously, you know, ex- execution is is the key. What did the first half tell you about what the offense is capable of? Oh, I, th- I think I think it was nice to get some some big plays out of some short throws, you know, and so so guys were I think are excited about that because you know creating big plays is one thing we talk about, and I, I think we were able to get our run production. Uh, kind of with 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 a number of varied schemes, and so that it was good to uh, get some some different kind of runs, help us get some production. Um, so I, I, I think uh, I think guys played with toughness. I think they played with confidence in that first half, and we, we have to kind of recapture that as we we start the game next week. Again, it'll be on another big stage, you know, be, be in the, the primetime game. And then, uh, the, you know, the, obviously the, you know, we're, we're all pros, players and coaches. And we, so what we have to make sure we do is, is maintain it and just keep it throughout the, throughout the game. Now, Justin said he was about 90%. We just touched on that with Matt. Uh, he says he, f- he feels it on every throw. Did you get any sense of that watching from up top? No, I, I that's not. Not, not something that, that struck me. I think once the game went, I think we were very aware of, of what his situation was physically. So we wanted to be careful, you know, in, in the run game of, of, of not overdoing it and, and, you know, keeping an eye on him. And we also understand the way he plays that some passes are going to turn into runs. And, and that, of course, uh, proved to be the case. And, and uh, also, you know, in an NFL game, you're usually going to get hit in the pocket throughout the course of the game. So we just, we just had to keep an eye on that. But, you know, even as, as we'd gone through practice and he was working his way back from the injury, he, had, he looked good throwing for a while. So I don't think it's the kind of thing that you can, you're going to see and notice. Back to throw. Fields. Tight pocket. Over the middle. Caught by Demir Burden. And away he goes. Left 30. 25, 20, 15, 10, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Bears. Attending Sunday's game, be sure to stop by the Miller Lite Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum for food, games, music, and more. Free to Bears fans of all ages, the Ultimate Tailgate opens at 10 a.m. through one hour post game. Bill Lazor, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show, just heard the field's throw to Demir Bird, uh, outstanding bang-bang play. Break it down for us, how it all worked out. 
Well, I, I thought it was a good example. Obviously, when you have a play like that, a lot of things go right in the protection. It was a, it was a third down play. I thought we protected well and gave Justin time. And uh, with Demir running that route from the backfield, you know, we we had a few times of the game we we lined a wide receiver up in the backfield. Uh, it gave him space to run the route against the defensive back, the, their dime DBs, who he was was facing. And so it gave him space, releasing from the backfield so they couldn't get their hands on him. I, I thought what, two, two things really stood out in that execution. Number one was the speed that Demir ran the route. He, he got up the field, he closed the cushion on the DB, and when he stuck his right foot in the ground and broke – he didn't slow down. He didn't turn his numbers back to the quarterback. He broke. He kept full speed. We like to say, you know, you got at your break point, you got to get kept, get separation and keep separation. And I thought it was a great example of Demir of sticking his foot in the ground, breaking away from the DB, and then accelerating rather than trying to be careful to make sure he had the catch. You know, he really looked like a pro uh, doing that. And then and the number two was Justin hit him in stride. You know, and which which when you talk about run after the catch yards after the catch which in the nfl is a, is a big is a big deal um leading to success but those are the things you need a guy who can get separation and keep separation out of his break and then hit them in stride with the ball and so when those two things came together it gave you an opportunity and, and it came after the pick six so and it was quick boom get out there that has to really help flush all that uh, sickness in the moment of a guy taking your pass the other way for six well, that might be human nature, but the, the nature of a quarterback is a short memory move on. So I think Justin proved he could do that. All right, let's talk about Tevin Jenkins uh, being put in that position. Obviously, uh, he was uh, put in that position because you guys had him ready and dialed in, ready to go. Uh, what, are you, what are your takeaways and your conversations with uh, a rookie that experienced that kind of uh, baptism in the National Football League? Well, uh, Let's let's not feel bad for Tevin Jenkins, right? He was a, he was a draft pick for a reason, uh, for what we believe in his his ability and his proven uh, his his proven production on the field. You know, he obviously he, you know we we don't make excuses here, and, and it's it's pretty clear with the injury stuff that he he's behind the you know, but behind a little bit as far as, you know, practice reps and that, but that, that doesn't change the fact that we have really high expectations for him. And if you're suited up on game day, ready to go, then when you step in, we, we expect you to get the job done. And I don't say that to be, to be, to be mean. I say it because that, that's the expectations we have of Tevin. And I think that's how Tevin's going to play. I think, I think we're all going to be very happy uh, that we have him, and uh, he'll get, he'll get better from what happened, but uh, probably the best the best uh, thing I could do for Tevin is, is keep the expectations high because he deserves it. Uh, and that bunch set where he's lined up, he's got to black um, block a DB. I think it was Shandon Sullivan, and he got he got uh, called for a hold there. What's the teaching point? What's the coaching point? It just it comes down to the fundamentals and, and just understanding, um, you know, hand placement and positioning once a deep, the defender gets in a certain position it's it's it happens all the time on on plays now when you're in the in the scrum in the middle of the line it doesn't get seen as easily but when guys get into a certain position you can't grab them anymore you gotta throw them and, or push them and just finish the block a different way so I, I think he knows uh and i'm sure he he'll learn from what happened in that moment and it won't hopefully happen again
you know, it just shows you how, how athletic the guy is. We can put him out there in space on a DB and get his hands on him. Yeah. What what motivated you to do that? That very point, the the athleticism of this particular offensive lineman. Yeah, I think we have we, we feel really good about our offensive tackles athleticism. So a few times in the game, or a couple times in the game, we, we put some alignment out there wide and just, just finding a little different way to put pressure on the defense by formation and uh, putting them in a bind as far as having to, having to cover the whole field. Continue to go to that Wildcat. Are, are you happy with what you're getting out of the Wildcat and what it's doing to the defense? Well, you know, we're just fortunate that in David Montgomery, we have a guy that is 100% completely trustworthy, not only with whatever cadence he's going to use or taking the snap and, and handling the ball in the backfield like a quarterback, but also when there are plays where he has reads to make on defensive players, give or pull reads, uh, he just unbelievably trustworthy to make those reads. So, again, it's, it's just another way – uh, for us to uh, put pressure on the defense, make them defend the whole field. And the bonus to it is that on a lot of those plays, it puts the ball in David Montgomery's hands. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Final moments of Bears offensive coordinator Bill Lazor after the uh, loss up in Green Bay. Uh, you had Allen Robinson back on the field for the first time in several weeks, uh, and he and Darnell Mooney uh, you know, didn't have uh, a ton of opportunity for a variety of different reasons, from your play calling to maybe what the Packers were doing. But uh, do you feel good about getting him back out there to help balance out the offense a little bit, just giving you another top weapon? Well, I feel great about having him back. And in, in, uh, if you follow the injury report during the weeks, it's it's. Uh, you, know, you you go through the the week. And you don't always know on Mon Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday who you're going to have. But but having Allen back is huge for us. Well, I, I would say one of the things when you come out of the game, you know, as, as a coaching staff, you you, you look at uh, statistically, you know, where did the ball go? Did it plan go the way we we planned it would? I mean, when you call a run play, you can be pretty sure who's getting the ball. When you call a pass play. Uh, you have your main target in mind. You have a reason you're calling it, but the defense can almost always take you off target if if necessary. And so we we end up in the plan setting so much up where we say that Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson is the number one target, the number one read in this play. But you know, in a pass, some of it's going to come down to uh, the defense that they're in. And, you know, even the first time we played them, they did uh, roll their coverage and put a safety over the top of Allen on, on third down. So we knew that that was a possibility. Um, so a lot of it's going to be dependent on how the quarterback sees it. You know, Justin's got decisions to make out there. And, and you know, in the past game, you also rely on the, the protection holding up at, on that particular play and, and, you know, just a number of things. So we come out of the game and we we know we're better as a team in an offense when Darnell and Allen get the ball. And it's not because uh, we're trying to make them happy or anything. It's, it's because we're better when they get the ball and, and we wish we'd gotten the ball in their hands more. Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Take a look at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, by the way, Delvin Cook, from an offensive point of view, for them, 205 and two touchdowns on 27 carries last week against the Steelers. But what are they looking like defensively right now? Still got some big names in there, and Kendricks and obviously Harrison Smith and some big guys up front. Well, um, they have a, a, a system on defense that we know very well. Uh, and 
we know how uh, extensive it is. We know they have a lot of blitz answers. We know it's a very sound system. We know what, what, what makes it really go in, in our opinion is when they have veteran players in there that really know the system and that's what they have, you know, um, some of these guys have been have been in the system, so they know all the adjustments. They probably know a lot of our calls, you know, and do a lot of things based off what they hear at the line of scrimmage. It's, it, you know, when you get in your division, sometimes you get that cat and mouse game going back and forth. But uh, it, it's a it's a system that can uh, be sound. Uh, by lining up and just playing defense, or they also can decide to, to put pressure on you with, with their, their many varied blitz packages. And it's well-coordinated. It, they, they don't make a lot of mistakes. And you can see those veteran players help get the, the younger players that they've added up to speed. Uh, so I, I think they, they uh, are going to prove to be to be quite an adversary. And, and uh, you know, we, we know them. You know, you get to the point where you feel like you know them real well, and I'm sure they feel the same about us. So it, it'll be one of those classic division battles. Uh, on the big stage, Monday Night Football at Soldier Field. We'll see you there. Sounds great. That's going to do it for tonight's program. I want to thank our producers, Dan Brilli, Jordan Treadup, and Keith Johnson on the board, and for Coach Nagy and Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazor. Bears take on the Vikings at Soldier Field on Monday night. Our pregame coverage at 420, kickoff at 715 from Soldier Field. That'll do it tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is News Radio 1059 WBBM. Good night, everybody.